This is the Backport Education Podcast. Today on the show, Steve and I will discuss art. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Well, Steve, I sent you an article uh, about an Italian sculptor, and uh, I thought it'd be fun to kick it around. So we haven't laid the groundwork. We don't know where this is headed, but... This is one of those podcasts we just see what happens. Yeah. So let's... Well, I've got a poem, of course. Oh, I I thought maybe you'd bring John Cage's... Three minutes and 24 <laughs> seconds. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Just, uh, just uh, open up the, uh, the, the the key cover and see what happens. Right, right. Well, dead space, they say, is bad for a podcast. So, Never stop that. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, so this poem... Well, you'll see what I'm trying to do. But this, this poem is uh, by Edith Lovejoy Pierce... And it is entitled, The Third Day. On what silent feet it comes, the third day. No signal or sound, no stirring above ground. Evil on its way is preceded by crowds of menacing purple clouds. Much pageant for ill. But why must the herald of good be so still? No broad avenue, no triumphal gate indicate imminent joy. Master, forgive the surprise holding our incredulous eyes. We are so used to pain. We are so used to grief. Gain is a hard belief. Joy is an impossible faith. But this is no wraith on the third day. No sound no stir. How could we infer that it must be so? Lord, we cannot guess or believe. We can only know. All right. (laughs) I tried to start with um, the best possible light for uh, our sculptor. Yes. Right. Uh, Pierce here, I think, is um, saying there's a lot in the quietness, yes. in the nothingness. Right. Um, and so I suspect that we'll laugh uh, quite a bit in this, uh, but but I think there's something else too. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I do think that there's some good things that can be said about this piece you sent me, but there's. It's quite a bit of frustration being expressed, I think, in an artist who would who would choose to present his audience with nothing. Right. With an idea. Right. And he he, he gave it some rules. So um, you know, uh, he, he he in his words, uh, his piece entitled "I Am" mm-hmm. uh, isn't nothing. Right. But rather a vacuum. Yes, <laughs> it's a vacuum. Which my physics teacher informed me meant the absence of all else. <laughs> right. But 
Um, but maybe that's not exactly nothing. Right. Um, a vacuum is something. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gave it some rules, right? That uh, you needed to, to display this... Piece. Idea. Right. In a five-foot by five-foot obstructionless area. Right. Thankfully, he said <laughs> uh, lighting and climate control are optional. <laughs> But um, it, it would be easy to store. For those who haven't <laughs> heard what we're talking about, go right. ahead and spell yeah, so, out the story. Right. So uh, there is a an Italian uh, sculptor who uh, has recently uh, sold uh, an invisible sculpture. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so the the uh, art news, art net news. Uh, this came across my desk. Uh, and the headline is, an Italian artist auctioned off an invisible sculpture for $18,300. It's made literally of nothing. You do get something for your 18000 bucks. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You get a stamped certificate and a receipt <laughs> of payment. Of authenticity. You did give me yes. a little over $18,000 <laughs> for nothing. Right. So, okay. Uh, I thought this was funny, uh-huh. and, but the reason that I thought it um, deserved our talking about it on the podcast is uh, when I, Taylor Defoe, uh, I hope you're doing well, whoever you are, uh, Taylor Defoe writes this article, and uh, in the second paragraph, we get a line that I'm, I couldn't ignore, Okay, and this is what it is. Last month, the 67-year-old artist... Salvatore Garro uh, sold an quote immaterial sculpture end quote which is to say that it doesn't exist and I don't like that statement at all um it's a materialist statement exactly yep because it is not material uh, our our author, our writer, reporter, uh, feels justified in saying that it doesn't exist. Right. And I think that that is a... I think it makes a farce of whatever this sculpture, uh, excuse me, this sculptor is trying to do. Right, right. Now... Because we've had this for quite some time. Right. It's not, it's not new to this fellow. I mentioned John Cage. Yes. With his performance of the moment. That it's Mm -hmm. not the notes played on the piano. It's what happens for three minutes. I think three minutes, 24 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forget his exact timing that he gave it. Sure. But but the the individuality, the uniqueness of that moment. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. A, a, A... flowing river that you can't step into twice. Yes. Um, uh, Here with sculpture, he's trying to say, look, if I try and express in marble or clay or plaster or whatever this object, I'm, I'm pushing your mind in a particular direction. I would rather offer you the opportunity 
to go wherever you're... I'm going to title it even. Mm-hmm. I am. Right. So open-ended uh-huh. that you're going to see what you want to see, and it may be radically different from what I want to see, but the point is that it's yours. Mm-hmm. And I'm pay- you're, you're paying me for the opportunity to justify this individual moment. Right. This privilege of forming my own thing. And and I get your point. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm first wrestling with what it is he's trying to do. Right, right, yeah. And then, of course, we want to wrestle with the guy who denies him anything immaterial. Right. Well, so, so that's the thing, is that um, this... This article, well, I, I'm not going to go after this uh, journalist in particular, I, I guess, but but there is a uh, stance that says that this sculptor hasn't done anything. He's a swindler, right. right? That he's just transferred money from someone else's account to his by means of some clever trick. Um, and and you know, eBay's been full of this kind of stuff over the years. Uh, okay, uh, people selling apparently worthless stuff for a lot of money. Right. And, and and part of it has been, what's the psychology behind paying for a jar of dirt? Right. $10,000 for a jar of dirt. Right. Something. I don't, I don't quote me on the specifics. Yeah, sure. But, but I, from time to time seen these stories coming out of kind of this, I, I don't know even the explanation for it per se, but, but this willingness on the part of people to own something unique, different, mm-hmm. be a part of something Unusual, yeah, uh, a happening, right? Um, and um, so I don't. I, I guess where I am in talking in, 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 a, in a podcast about education is right. is. Are we being paid for nothing? We as teachers, yes, because as podcasters, no, we're not being paid for nothing. paid. <laughs> 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 There is a donate button on the website. Yeah. Right. Uh, whoever bought this sculpture for, for 18000 yeah. yeah. bucks. Can you pass this along? Yeah. Have we got a deal for you. But. No, you know, but, uh, but maybe as I teachers. Am, maybe I didn't build up to it. But No, no. But our, our ideas. Yes. Are, good, good. Wow, this is going to be better than words I words Yeah. R- real. Yeah. Um. We have this whole meaning-making thing going on mm-hmm. where even ink on a page nowadays is approached from a very um, individualistic, what what do these words mean to you? Right. As though there's almost no shared meaning. Mm-hmm. You, you bring yourself to the words on the page and you make meaning out of them for yourself. Right. And I've always been somebody who's kind of reacted against that going, wait, no, there is a form, there is a uh, an inerrant meaning mm-hmm. to a word. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even when words are under constant change, there, you, you know, lamp doesn't mean a Elephant. hole in the wall that you walk through. Right. No, that's door. Right, right. And, and lamp and door are not just conflatable. Right. Right. Um, so this pushes that because he hasn't even given us symbols of meaning. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. He's just presented you with the opportunity to form this in your own mind, whatever it is that you are. Right. Right. I think that's what's behind the title. And I think I read that this isn't his first work of this. Right. Um, That I think he's done um, Buddha in Contemplation and Aphrodite Cries. Uh Uh-huh. So he's suggesting, right? To me, it's poetic. Yes. Here's this... As Whitman would say, barbaric yelp. Ah, uh, right, yeah, right. What do you do with it? Mm-hmm. And I do think that the different people are going to do different things with it, just like different people would come to say Dante's Canto Nine and the Divine Comedy and do something different. Of with course, it based on who they are, but it's still got the words are still the words. There's something. There is there is right. something right that I'm working and. And and that's the thing we, we we teach literature, and so I'm not willing to say that that that, that is nothing, right? Right. You know, it's or it's totally up to the reader, right? And that you could get, you know, I'm I'm not with uh, Milton. You could make a heaven of hell or right. a hell of heaven, right? Um, uh, Satan that says that, and, yes. And Milton is lying to us. You <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can't, right? You can't change those things. That's right. But can you take? But can you convince your own self? Right. I mean, you can. uh, We know that someone can't make uh, a heaven of hell or a hell of heaven. But we know that we can so thoroughly lie to ourselves as to believe that uh, heaven is hell or hell is heaven. Or or better to rule in hell than yes. Exactly, than than to serve in heaven. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's a it's a uh, real. So, are you pushing this towards towards the garden and what Satan says to Eve? Is that is is that what he's offering her? Is a vacuum? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. the fruit's real. The fruit is real. The penalty is real. That's right. But this promise seems ephemeral. You shall be as God. Yeah, right. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I think that for Eve, um, yeah, there was something real offered, right? But it was... So, well, so the, the, I, I guess the question becomes, is Satan in the garden doing the same sort of trick right. that, this, uh, that this sculptor is doing? And I want to say yeah, by making him right, yeah, is he, is he playing exactly? <laughs> is he playing the the role of of tempter. the trickster? trickster? Yeah, the tempter. Um, I want to say I don't actually know, but there seem to be enough rules governing his art that uh, to me, I d- I don't see it as only. Uh, Give me money a trick. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think that uh, he's, um, he's pushing it right. That that he's really uh, sort of pushing us to the limit of, um, what is art for? Yeah. What does it do? And are you better served by your own artistic ability than mine? Right. 
I'm, I don't know, but I'm assuming when they call him a sculptor, I'm assuming at some point he has produced sculpture. Yeah. And and that he's capable well, of Well, you mean making a physical sculpture. A, a physical sculpture. I, right. I don't think that this immaterial or invisible sculpture is all he's got. Right, right, right. Right, right. Exactly. Um, and, and thus, he could sell you something. Yes. He's made a choice. Right. This is a very clear sort of ideological choice on his part. I'm mm-hmm. going to provide you for a fee with right. with what? With Right. Can you make the horse drink the water? Right. Right. What are they going to do with this vacuum? Did they not already have it? Right? Right. And I face that a lot as a teacher. Okay. I get students all the time who say, I would never read this book if you weren't making me. But now that I've read it, uh-huh. I've found things in it I didn't expect to find. So is he sort of inviting us to something that we may not have invited ourselves to? That's see that that's setting up the circumstances by which we can experience his art. Right. Which is really our art brought forth in his mm-hmm. opposite of space. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, so I feel and, like we're arguing about the nature of zero. Right, right. <laughs> so that and that's just it. I mean, uh, I think there is. I mean, I don't want to uh, get on the podcast and just stick up for this guy uh, full stop. Right. I think that it is funny. But I, but at the same time, um, I, I'm struck by his um, boldness mm-hmm. to say, no, there is something here, mm-hmm. right? It's like when you look in the woods and somebody and you you just sort of have a cursory look, but somebody says, look, a deer. Now, if there's a deer or not, you're gonna look really hard for. For that. Not a beaver, not right. a bird. Right. A deer. For and a your deer. Your mind knows what a deer is. Right. He hasn't told us to look for anything. Right. And maybe that's maybe that's the crucial difference. The, the, this title, and I don't know what he means by meditating Buddhist and a right. cry of Aphrodite, but but this one, right. I am, mm-hmm. in Italian, mm-hmm. um, is loaded. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what God says His name is. Is that, right, 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 and even in more modern psychological terms, the the, the ego and the ego and et cetera. Well, uh, what's her face? Um, Ayn Rand has uh, her book Anthem ends ego, right? Uh, right? Yep. So um, when the character rediscovers uh, himself, life begins, as it were. Right. Well, and. Um, Famously, of course, I think. Therefore, I am exactly. Um, there's a there's a there's a lot in that statement. He's not just pillow feathers. Yeah, you know, right, 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 right. He's exactly. purposely launching us into a deep pool. Yeah, that already has a lot in it, mm-hmm. and each of us knows a part of it. Right, right, right. As Christians, we're going to go for the. Jews would, as well, yeah, absolutely. go for this Old Testament reference, right? Uh, in a different way, yeah, right. Because sure. Jesus is is coming in and saying, "I am <laughs> right. the I am," right, right, right. I'm equal to that. Yes, and that gets him a rough in some hot water for sure. 
So it, it is it, it, but so I get, I appreciate the look into our current world, mm-hmm. inner world, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that someone is able to pull this off. Right. And I'm sure it, the fact that it's racing across the internet here for a couple of days right. before it's gone. Yeah. Um, it, it indicates that it, that it touches a lot of people. You, you said with laughter or, or with amusement or with, huh, that's interesting type of, I'll right. click on that to see what's going on there. That doesn't sound normal. Right. But I think when these things happen, um, we saw a lot of these kinds of things going on in the '60s, for instance. Okay. Where 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 people were just let's just go at it a whole different way. Yeah. Um, Jack yeah. Jack Kerouac writes his yeah, right. his road the road right. on one giant continuous scroll. scroll. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool, Jack. Yeah. No. But so is this is the search right for for the individual. Mm-hmm. Right. My Unique. students and I talk about this a lot with the tattoo thing. Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, Tom Petty in what? Early nineties. Uh, Eddie goes out to California and meets a girl with a tattoo too. Oh right! Here's like somebody, it's noteworthy. Like wow! A girl that has a tattoo as well. Wow! Hey, you know that's unusual. <laughs> Not so much now. Sure, and I and I and I've always believed that that this this form of self marking is a, you know, I hear hear my students when I'm eighteen, I'm going to get you know, right. Yeah, me too. And and, and, and um, I don't think that they understand that it's now a way of joining rather than separating. Right. Right. Yeah. And I and I, f- I, I haven't talked to the guy, but the the article comes across. Of course, as, as you said, this article comes across somewhat negatively or, or, mm-hmm. or we're going to blow this open and show it for the scam that it is. Right. But there's a, he's trying to do something unique. He is. And he's trying to help whoever purchases it. It's more about having this unique thing. Yes. Which is true of all art. Yeah. Right. When you Absolutely. buy, when you deal in original art, not, not the reproduction, reproduction. Yeah. But you actually own a Monet. Right. That's that unique piece of art. Yeah, worth a lot of money because of its unique artistry. Right. Well, because of its rarity. Its rarity right. and its beauty. Yeah. Right. There, there's people of somebody wants it worse than anybody else and is willing to pay more for it than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And puts this, you know, I mean, I, I remember years ago now when uh, Van Gogh's sunflowers sold for, at the time, some astronomical. I want to say twenty million or something like wow. that. And, and people were like, that's just insane. But we pay that to, you know, just the other day, watch a YouTuber fight a retired professional boxer. Uh-huh. $140 million played out for what wow. wasn't a fight. Right. right. It was an exhibition. Right. right. There weren't even judges. Nobody won. Right. Although everybody's arguing about who did it. <laughs> but but what am I saying? That, that we regularly plump down a lot of money for a moment, for an event, for a for a, a, a very ethereal thing. Yeah. That that we have proof it happened. And and a boxing match really did happen. Sure. Fists were striking each other's right. face. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike this vacuum. Yeah. 
but the but the willingness to pay for a moment mm-hmm. is not unusual. No, it's not. And and I think that reveals something about art in particular. Uh, you know that. I mean, how many people have uh, created some sculpt uh, sculpture and then sold it and Nobody ever said it doesn't exist, right? right? Because that piece of rock. Because exactly, because it's a pet rock. Hey, cool. Okay, that's enough, right? Um, But whereas, (laughs) I I think, yeah, yeah, exactly. What I think, what is most the reason that people pay for art? I don't know if I want to say all the time or whatever, but I just mean what draws us to art, what keeps us there. What holds our attention uh, is, I think, something immaterial, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That, so, so the now art, in many cases, the, yeah, the shared. And, and so, I, I'm interested to. I, I wish you could interview the dude that bought it. Yeah. What What did you buy? What? Why did you I, buy it? Right. What are you, What are you going to do with it? Right. Uh, is it some? Is it a one-time thing for you? Are you going to come back to this? Is it a tax break? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Was it just a? a I ain't got nothing better to do with his 18th. I want to be the dude that bought that. Yeah, right. I mean, we do live in a society where celebrity is a thing. Oh, sure. And well, they haven't celebritized the buyer yet. They've right. celebritized the seller. Yes. <laughs> He's in the news, right? Uh, maybe the buyer has asked to to stay anonymous, lest people think he's. Well, he doesn't want anyone to steal it. <laughs> <laughs> it's in his vault. Right. Talk about a vault, right? <laughs> well, Do you yeah. Do you the left ear or the right ear? Which one is <laughs> right? I and I, I think that it. As I look at this, I think. Okay, let's return to Dante. Um, you know. The book is not all there is, right? The, the, in art, uh, the physical medium mm-hmm. is a springboard into mm-hmm. a conversation. Mm-hmm. And the so... physical leads to the metaphysical. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well said. Yeah. So, so our, our sculptor, his, his uh, physical uh, work is sparse <laughs> but but, but there, there, there is a movement it. exactly exactly and, and and i i think he is or at least i hope he is he could be a swindler i don't know right but i hope that he is trying to move us toward that same uh realm hmm. as van gogh was trying to move us toward right this seems like the thing missing is the shared element. That's why I'm saying if I can mm-hmm. interview the right. buyer, right? Could he even? Could he show us the sculpture? Yeah, because it's internal. It's totally personal. Right. I'm not denying its reality. Right. I'm just saying it's communicable. Or, or is it communicable? Yeah, that's in question. Right. 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 So, or or would he take you uh, to your house, or would he take yeah. you to his house look, and say, "Eighteen thousand. Yeah, look, exactly. 
I think yes. I think he Perhaps would. If if he's joined the quote unquote cultists, right? If, right. If he's if he's bought in mm-hmm. truly. Yeah. If he sincerely purchased this vacuum. Yeah. Then he should want to this so art to me is part of it is this it's always a triangle. Okay. In my opinion. Okay. There's the the thing, the art. Okay. The the, 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 the object. The artifact. Okay, artifact. Good. The artist. Uh-huh. And the receiver. Uh observe okay, gotcha. The audience, yeah. the, right. the, the the patron. The beholder. The beholder. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And and there's a relationship in all of that triangle going yeah. in all directions. Right. And 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 has he He's given something. I mean, he's given an, a certificate of authenticity. He's given a title. He's given rules yeah. for yeah. its uh, observation. Which almost sound absurd. Five foot by five foot right. for a thought. Right. Well, seems but it's big, not for, a, it's not for a thought. It's for a sculpture. Right? <laughs> like... Which is display this sculpture this way. That's the that's where you hear the, the, the circuits buzzing. Right. Right? Right. But a sculpture is a thing. It's made out of play doh or made out of plastic or made out of made out of something. Yeah. And he's calling something that is not a thing. Right. He's he's speaking of something immaterial as though it's material. Right. Because sculpture is a material right. denoted yeah. object. So that's 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 where the yeah yeah it it gets um right and and that's where you get your our uh our journalist saying it doesn't exist right right and and, and well, we and, say it does right but right. just not materially that's a that's a it's a very uh you know we we run right into this in school all the time where um I kind of get this feeling while you teach in the humanities yeah and it's all kind of touchy feely psychological right. inner stuff. Right. And I teach math or science. I teach hard stuff. Right. You know, it, this is real. Concrete, physical. Yes. Yeah. So I can give objective tests. Two plus two equals four. Right. And you give these like thought experiments that you yeah. call tests. Yeah. You know. Um, you grade subjectively. Yeah. And 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 I get why, I know where that's coming from, but mm, I reject sure. where it's coming from. I do too. I don't think that that's a proper view of the world. I believe it's materialism. I mm-hmm. believe it's very prevalent. I believe it's come. It's it's producing that second paragraph. Yep. But um, I, again, we don't have. It'd be, it'd be fun, I guess, to. Our little podcast, get a hold of Salvatore or whatever. Right, right, yeah, Salvatore, uh, nice. Um, but, but, um, you know, he he might not want to talk about it. Sure, or he might be so tired of being asked these stupid questions. <laughs> right. Um, or 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 talk to the buyer, but but even there, the, there's a limit because there might be more there than they know is there. Yeah, they might still be struggling with a culture of materialism. And mm-hmm. a culture of consumerism. It's it's very interesting, right? Yeah. 
that it, this hasn't, you know, nobody's going to, as you were joking earlier, nobody's going to steal this. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, right, gonna, that we're willing to consume. I don't know, man. I The more I think about this, the more I like it. Like that he's selling, he has sold something. Well, the selling is what is what gets him in trouble, I think. But that he has produced something immaterial <laughs> is, I think, fascinating. And it's that thing mm-hmm. that's a part of the thing, right? So Rodin's The Thinker or, right. or, or whatever sculpture you want to... I just sure. reference that one. Everybody sure. should know that one. Right. You, you know, you're, you're looking at it. It's got that thing... That almost indefinable mystical sublimity to it, yeah, that makes you go, oh, mm-hmm. this is worth looking at, right, right, or any great painting, right, or or, or work of art, whatever kind it might be. And it's, it's, I, so it's I guess where I'm going with this is this notion of tradition or rules. Uh, uh, Wendelberry, who we talk a lot about on this podcast, has a book. Uh, standing by words in yep. which he talks about poetry in particular his form of art mm-hmm. where um, uh, you know the modern poet A writes for poets yes doesn't write for, for common man right he writes to be admired by other artists yeah inside baseball inside baseball right mm-hmm. and um, and seems to still be in that mode of in, in and, and I think cultures go through this, but, but our civilization seems to be at a point with our art where we're, we're most infatuated by breaking the rules. Yeah. Traditional Iconoclastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And so people do these screwy things with poems. Right. Right. And, and, and poets have always played with the words. Of course. Right. But now it almost becomes absurd because the... Well, almost, it's that search for uniqueness. Right. Again. I, I, it, we've stretched the individual out so thin right. that it's... And it's also an obsession with form. All there is is form. There's no such thing as content. Right. So if you can only be unique in form because there's no such thing as content because the author is dead and all this stuff, well, then all you have left is form. And if you're going to be unique, you've got to do something with form someone else hasn't done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, this has hit the, the visual arts as well, right? We, mm-hmm. We've seen over the last 80 years or so people with shock art, uh, Warhol with his... Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm going to get an image. Campbell's soup. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm going to get an, a familiar image and try and make it overly familiar mm-hmm. by, by producing it in panels. Right. You know, um, uh, the, the the cage you're right. expecting him to apply pressure to the keys of the piano and he does not he sits there and sees what happens right. that's a that's a purposeful I'm going to mess with you or mess with the masters or, or play with the rules try and break the rules um, it has a very modern yeah even, even postmodern feel to it no doubt and and there's I feel some of that in this story yeah that the, hey Hey, maybe I could just sell the opportunity. Yeah. Which I'm not sure that's what it is, but but I don't know. it feels like that. Yeah. I think there's I think there's something there. But you know, like when my students are I had I had a student ask me, uh, we were I assigned an essay and um, one of my 
one of my seniors, uh, asked, uh, can we write, can we write about a real person? We were reading the Brothers Karamazov at the time, right? Okay. Can we write about a real person? And I said, oh, student, <laughs> whatever do you mean? You mean like Alosha or Ivan or Dmitri or Fyodor? No, a real person. Uh, and uh, in the question was the assumption mm -hmm. that uh, characters in books aren't real. Right. And I well, think I faced that that's with, crazy. Yeah, I faced this with history and literature. Mm hmm. Right. Yeah. This really happened. No, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn, and their buddy, I can't remember his name right now, Yeah. ran off to the island on the Mississippi River and mm -hmm. returned at their funeral. That really happened. Yeah. You mean like in Mark Twain's life? No. <laughs> I mean Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn, and whatever his name is. Yeah. That makes no sense at all, Mr. That's fiction. <laughs> but fiction's real. Yes. And I think that's where we're at here. That's where we're at, I think. Yeah. It, yeah. it is. The, the 18,000 wasn't for nothing. Right. That's right. It, it was just for, wasn't for anything material. Right, right. It's it's a metaphysical purchase. Yeah, that's weird. Well, and hey, in a certain way, um, to trade something uh, to trade something physical for something non-physical, this was a bargain at twice the right. price. It, it, it maybe money can buy you love. Right. <laughs> at the same time, <laughs> you know, you wonder what has the, what has uh, the purchaser of this art got that we haven't got right. by, have we not beheld it in the same way that the purchaser has? Well, that's why I called it opportunity earlier. Yeah, I think that's a good word. There's something, the, the purchase is about the, the place, the, the possibility. Mm -hmm. Until he purchased that, he was just, going down life doing his thing but then this opportunity to purchase this this non-thing <laughs> right <laughs> um, it's yeah. interesting it's interesting it is I don't know how to uh, wrap that up but but I do I do think that it has um, provided us a good opportunity to consider what art is mm -hmm. uh to what extent uh, the different arts overlap. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I don't know, maybe some of the questions that we ask about art or should be asking. Yeah, yeah, cool. Good.